Welcome to Sober Doc Coffee, a weekly coffee chat sharing experience, strength, and hope for anyone on the sober road to recovery. You can download Sober Doc Coffee weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at Sober Coffee Podcast and on Twitter at Sober Coffee Pod. To learn more about us and to help support these sessions, visit online at Sober Coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys on their own path to recovery, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the coffee shop. Glenn. What's up, Mikey? Good hey, morning. Good morning to you, my friend. Hey, you know what? I was listening to an episode this week, and it just sounded like like I had way over-the-top enthusiasm. Like You had oh, way over-the-top That's caffeine. unusual for me, right? No, I think <laughs> totally. You can totally the I, know, I got the gallon bucket with me this morning. So. Yeah, but you had a you had a miss a hap on the way here. You spilled coffee on on stuff. You no, know, all I could think about, you know, and I actually I have a thermos and uh, just a little behind the counter. We we started at six a.m. on Saturdays. Oh, good morning. And um, so I brought this big jug of coffee and I tested it at home and it didn't leak. Mm-hmm. I'm driving here, you know, I'm in a good mental state, sure, doing my sure. serenity, right? Yeah, doing right. some meditation, drive while I'm driving. And I get here and there's coffee all over my stuff. <laughs> oh, man. So so all I could think about is how much did I lose, right? Yeah. How much is still in there? Did your dog eat the homework? Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. Absolutely, man. So what it's good mess? to be here. Yeah, it's great to be here too. Um, Boy, we're uh, we're getting a lot of good feedback from our uh, our various channels, our yeah, emails, let's do some, let's and do some housekeeping. Yeah, some uh, some emails that we've gotten in, some uh, some responses. Yeah, we back love from, hearing from folks. Yeah. So, how do people get in touch with us? Well, we're on this thing called Instagram. Uh huh. How's that uh, going? Sober Coffee Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think we have a couple friends on there. And uh, you know we're trying to drop some content, drop some uh, stuff that means. Yeah, a lot you know to you, you did a, you did a thing. Can they search on Instagram? So like you did a thing on page eighty six of the big book, which was really good, a two parter. Two parter. And yeah. and is Love there is there a way you can go back on Instagram and check that out? I don't no know. No idea. I guess our podcast. Maybe the next podcast hey. will it be educated people on how to use hey, social look, media. I know how to like log me. in. I know yeah, how to right. log in, and, and and I do know how to post. A little bit. I know but, how to watch. Yeah, I don't know how, you know. But, hey, we, we have some stuff on there. You okay. Know, yeah, I love the series on page 86. So yeah, it's good stuff. Sobriety. Yeah. It's kind of how we into action. Right? Yeah, you know, we have that in our resource room on the website, too, Dude, page really 86. God. Yeah. And in our website, sober.coffee. Yeah. It's not sober.coffee.com like right, everybody thinks right, it is. Right. It's just sober.coffee. Anyone can have a .com site. That's right. Yeah. You know, very few people have .coffees. That's right. right. So um, the Coffee Kitty's up. Something that hit me this week, I was listening mm-hmm. to another podcast, and I swear it was like 40 minutes long, and I think I heard nine commercials. Hold on, Glenn. We got a break for a commercial. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So we have zero commercials here. Yeah. Right. And, and you know, which just waters down. You know, it's just getting into some legal thing, right? Some some legal case down in South Carolina I was listening to, found exciting. And I would just get the momentum going, and they'd be like, oh, not another commercial, right? right and right. a commercial for things that don't even relate. Right. Like one, one commercial was like for gummies. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's appropriate. Yeah. So I'm like, come on. You know, so I, I really like, but, you know, if if you like what we're going on, you want to buy a cu- buy us a cup of coffee, there's a coffee kitty yeah. on the website. Yeah. And if anybody donates it, the money just goes back into production. We uh, we recorded a virtual coffee shop in uh, Audio Hive. It, it's, uh, it's good stuff. Which, yes. just, uh, I mean, we keep teasing this, but right. maybe... 2023 we're gonna uh, open up to uh to video yeah you're YouTube. gonna see yeah you'll absolutely see us and i'll make the commitment right right here right now oh, you'll, you'll see us you on are YouTube. making that commitment man yeah. that's bold yeah. that's great okay. and talk tech 
Oh no! Oh, <laughs> look like I always think I said that like on the, purpose. I always think that's for like the the ten uh, year olds. Uh, well, okay. No, you didn't say that on purpose. You really think it's talk to <laughs> uh, I, I know you. Hey, can we get down to business? Yeah, what are we doing today? Yeah, we got table for three. Uh, ding, 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 ding. I love yeah. table for three. Time, I love that. Time to get at it, right? Yeah. Here. Hey, welcome, Steve. Welcome. Steve, yeah, what's Thank up, you. brother? Good to see you. It's good to have you. All right, so I would love to take the reins yeah. in introducing Steve. Yeah. So Steve and I have known each other probably five years. Steve, love having you in here. I'm trying, on the way over here this morning, I'm like, how did I meet Steve? Um, and. Do- and I probably can't remember. Um, but, you know, we all have people that are impactful in and with our sobriety. And, and Steve is definitely in, in my top five. Um, but Steve, about five years ago, we've, uh, you know, and, and we'll, we'll let him get more into it. Um, but Steve's very involved in, in the sober living. Uh, he is executive director for a sober living community called Arcosa. <laughs> We're actually going to do a separate episode oh, all good. about sober living and the oh, value and benefits. Great, of I need to learn. <clears throat> but he's really, really impactful and caught my eye. You know, he just, you know, how you you're with people and and he had a level of sobriety um, that I wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, he had a good example of sobriety, and when I was spending time with him, I'm like, man, that's something. And then so we we stayed connected. And Steve, love having you here. Love looking forward to hearing your story of experience, strength, and hope today so welcome man yeah welcome steve it's good to hear you he he really cues people up doesn't he and then he walked <laughs> yeah. on water you know <laughs> steve walked on water for two miles <laughs> uh, yeah right <laughs> now i'm sweating yeah right, yeah, right. That's awesome man That's good a, to be here mike yeah. Glenn. thank you yeah. for having me you got yeah. it brother um grateful to be here yeah i'm grateful to be anywhere actually sober sober dot coffee <clears throat> the operative word there so thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not quite a lead, but I'll tell you a little bit about me. And I always share this, that anything I share or say, to be honest with you, is not original. Hmm. <laughs> uh, everything I share, I learned on or after January 30th, 1992. Hmm. That's the day I was blessed with the gift of sobriety. Hmm. I don't know why I got the gift or the, even the opportunity to get the gift, but I'm certainly grateful. And I don't quite know why I realized really quickly that it was a gift. Uh, and uh, I asked folks like you how to protect this gift. Mm. So, but my story, I, there's a quote that I love. Um, it's basically suffering transmuted under the grace of God. Um, into some some type of spiritual growth, and that one hit me a long time ago. Hmm. So my story is probably not that unique. Um, I'm an alcoholic. Can I say that at sober.coffee? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I am an alcoholic, which you know, it's a deeper statement than that. You know, it's a, that means I have a, an addiction to alcohol. Mm-hmm. You know, like the book talks about mm-hmm. the allergy and the obsession but it also means that I have a personality problem mm. I have an emotional problem or problems I have a warped way of handling the reality around me mm. whether it's trauma induced whether it's you know feelings of abandonment anger depression I could go on but 
I had a, a perfect set of personality and emotional problems that kept bringing me back to drinking, hmm. despite negative consequences. I'm not here because I like Heineken. Hmm. I'm here because I couldn't deal with life on life's terms. And I discovered alcohol around 12. Mm. And I really liked the effect produced by alcohol. I love that buzz. There's nothing like that three to six beer buzz, right? It's too bad I couldn't maintain it. <laughs> that kind of pissed me off. Right. <clears throat> so basically, uh, I liked the effect produced by alcohol. And I first tried it about 11 or 12, and then I remembered that. So when I went back to it, I remembered how it made me feel. And that's uh, it's a pretty powerful thing. It's etched in my brain. So I always knew I could um, abandon the need to deal with my emotional personality problems. Mm -hmm. um, that, to me, is <clears throat> at the heart of this. Um, alcohol does a great job at uh, blocking my emotional and feeling life, which I, I talk to people in recovery all the time. That's the goal of sobriety, in my opinion, is to start to get down to causes and conditions and, and start to deal with our emotional and feeling life, which I was avoiding for years. Mm -hmm. so, so I drank, like everyone, and it got the best of me. Mm -hmm. So here I am sailing along, going through college, doing okay, have a... Uh, what, what appeared to be a pretty decent career in music. Mm. That was really my passion. Um, studied it all throughout, you know, grammar school, and junior high and high school. And, nice. And go, go about that into college. And, um, and then I uh, had a degree in psychology, which is ironic. I didn't use it at all. <laughs> <laughs> Might have helped me. Uh, but so I get through college and then... Uh, the drinking picked up. Uh, it picked up for me, and you guys know the rest of that story. So here I am, Just not keeps on rolling. Yeah, not dealing with anything in a mature way, an adult-like way. Um, and I had deep-rooted fears and insecurities. Mm -hmm. I had abandonment issues. I had an anger problem that I didn't even know about till I got sober. Um, but. I didn't really feel any of that because I was drinking. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I happened to use drugs, too. I hope you guys aren't offended. No, it's part no. of my story, too. Yeah. I, uh, I took know, some aspirin once. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of a product of the 80s, right? Sure, right. So exactly. there's cocaine 70s, falling 80s. from the sky. And, oh, yeah. You know, in addition to a lot of other things, hallucinogens, weed, you know, all that. Check, but, check. Uh, so the thing that I wanted to talk about is the ending to my drinking career. So... Mm -hmm. uh, I knew I drank too much. There was no doubt about that. And I knew my life was getting unmanageable. Um, but this idea of powerlessness took a while, right? Because mm -hmm. you, so, you had it under control, yeah, no doubt. I drank too much. I thought causes, and con you know, conditions drove me to drink. Mm -hmm. And I had no clue that it was my inner problems that was bringing me back to it. So here's the end of my story. So... I'm floundering around in the wonderful hill country of South Central Texas because I went to college down there. And I, I, I lost everything in about a 20-month period. Nice house, what I thought was a nice relationship, but I certainly wasn't very good at picking emotionally available people at that time. 
Uh, nice equipment. I had great equipment. Uh, I was a keyboard player, so I patterned myself after nice. some I of those. I didn't know that about you, man. Yeah. I patterned myself after those wonderful classically trained guys from the 70s, like Rick Wakeman and Tony Banks and Keith Emerson. And I had a great setup. But it slowly went away. Mm. Sold it. Pawned it. So I was going to say pawned it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for, for those keyboardists out there, I had an incredible set of keyboards. And it included two mint condition Minimogs, which are very valuable. Mm. And I think I got a total of 600 for both of them. Sure. That'll get you some alcohol yeah. and a couple of pills. Right. So I went down that path. And you know how they talk about pitiful and comprehensible demoralization? That was it right there. So I, I just lost everything. And I somehow... I won't bore you with the details on this story. I believe God put this old friend of mine in my life, and he was going east for Thanksgiving. This would be 1991. And this might have been my first glimpse of uh, some type of divine intervention. I just said, hey, I need to get out of here. I need to go home to Chicago. Have you ever been to Chicago? He said, no. He's going to D.C. to visit his mom for Thanksgiving. So I had about $48 left. I bought a case of Shiner Bach, which mm. was good stuff. And then I gave him the rest in gas money, uh, which is typically selfish of my alcoholism. I need the case of beer, and then whatever's sure. left, here's whatever's gas left. Money. Right. Priorities, right? Drive up to Chicago. I flounder around. Um, I was on this couch and that couch, and when they figured out my crap, they asked me to leave. And I finally hooked up with an old friend, and even she got tired of my crap relatively quickly. Um, so the folks who've heard me speak know this part of my story. Um, I came home one night, and the doors were double locked. I still had keys to a Jeep, which wasn't even my Jeep. So I figured, well, I'll go somewhere. Get in this truck, and I'm kind of drunk. And I'm staring, at this, yeah, I'm staring <laughs> at this device in this car, this Jeep that I've never seen before. It's red and black. It's attached to the steering wheel. <laughs> I'm like... Trying to figure it out. I don't think I could steer. I don't think I'm going to be able to drive. I don't think I'm going to be able to go anywhere. And it hit me. It's like, I, that's what they want. They don't want me to go anywhere. So mm. that was my home, mm. the back of a Jeep Renegade. Mm. In January in Chicago, it was very cold the winter of 92. Mm. And then I woke up one day and I just called a cousin that I hadn't seen in years who happened to live nearby. I didn't know that I walked right into an intervention. Mm. Um, she welcomed me. Go, come to my house. And I'm thinking, Giddy I haven't up. had... This is too right. easy. Yeah, I haven't had a hot shower. A I haven't shower, had food. Meal, Maybe there's right. booze. This is great. And she had to work all day. Um, I got that hot shower. There was some sweatpants and stuff because I was pretty scummy at the time. And then I took a nice... I had some food, which I hadn't had, and then I slept. And then... Um, Later that night, the Bulls were playing the Houston Rockets. You know, you remember certain details like this. It was right in the beginning mm -hmm. of their reign. Mm -hmm. And the doorbell rings, and I open it, and it's six of my dear friends. Mm. And I'm Coming like, to watch the game with you. Well, <laughs> I wasn't overly joyed because I owed them all money. Oh, and I'm like, they're coming to collect. But oh, what they geez. were doing was they said to me, a friend of a friend can get you into a pretty decent treatment center for free. Mm. And I had no money and no insurance. And that was the first gift. Mm. And I just went from there. I mm. don't know why I said, let's go. Mm. Um, I, of course, being the alcoholic, I said, well, I'll go, but can you get me a carton of cigarettes? Because <laughs> yeah. you could smoke everywhere back then. Sure. And I loved smoking. So right. they said, sure. 
got me a carton of Marlboros, and I went to treatment. But what I did was I surrendered. Mm. I didn't even know it. That's what it sounded like to me as soon as you said that, man. So I surrender. Um, I made some type of decision, and the willingness to just do what people were telling me must have come from God, my Mm -hmm. higher power, because I was completely open and willing. I was done. I didn't know it at the time. I couldn't verbalize it at the time, but I was done. I surrendered, and that's the gift. Um, And then I listened to what you folks told me to do. Um, and I think that's a, it's kind of a big difference from what I see from a lot of folks today. They're, they're arguing still. They're still going to do it their way. For some reason, the gift hit me, and I just surrendered. And that was January 30th, 1992. Yeah. Um, that was a couple years ago. A couple years ago. So, so since then, and Steve, great story. I'm not sure if I've heard it in that level of detail, but great story. So January 30th, 92, everything's been great since, right? All solved, life solved, life is crystal clear, pure, serenity, all those fun words. That would be a lie. <laughs> uh, Not so much. I, uh, it's great. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Right. I love that. Um, I will tell you, um, there's nothing better than the, the gift of sobriety and then traveling this path. As the book says, we trudge the road of happy yes. destiny. And uh, happiness is an interesting word, but I can tell you right now, I'm at peace. Um, I'll tell you a quick story. Um, the old mustard seed used to be on Wells by Division. It was a pretty famous AA place in mm-hmm, Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I, w- I went to a lot of meetings. They told me to go to a lot of meetings. They gave me the book and said, mm-hmm. read it. So what's a lot of meetings? Tens? Well, 15? I went to two to three a day okay. at least. So you okay. went to hundreds, maybe thousands since 92? Oh, right? yeah, yeah. You've been to thousands of meetings, right? I, w- I would say so. so. So you just didn't go to five and get it, right? No, no. It's a process. But you don't go to meetings today because you've been sober so long, right? I go to a lot of meetings. You still mm-hmm. go to meetings? Yes. Why do you still go to meetings? Because we have a daily reprieve, and it's contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition, and I'm not taking any chances because I've seen too many people. I, I, wait, so, so the way I do the math, and I'm not that great at math, but you got 30 years sober roughly, right? Yes. 30 and a half years sober, and you still go to a lot of meetings. I do. Because of the daily reprieve, not a yearly reprieve. Right. Not a lifelong reprieve. And the other reason, too, is, as the book says, nothing, in my experience, I agree with this, nothing will so much ensure immunity from drinking as intense work with other alcoholics. Mm-hmm. I've never forgotten that. There were some things that hit me. Mm-hmm. These are little gifts from God that hit me and stuck into my warped brain, and that was one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I need to be around people, and I still need to learn this new design for living. So... I'm, I'm getting a sense. I, I love listening to you, Steve. I'm getting a sense, and I'm hearing some snippets from the blue big book. There's right? a blue book that says Alcoholics Anonymous on it. Mm-hmm. So reading. do you study that book, or do you read it once a year? You read it once and put it back on the shelf? What, what's your approach to the big book? You know, I know a lot of folks that read the big book, and then they like to change the words. Right? <laughs> They're like, well, it should say this, or it should say that. Um, talk to me about the big book and the input, impact that it's had on your sobriety and, and your life. It's funny you mentioned that. I read uh, Half Measures of Eldest Nothing, <laughs> and I'm like, I was sleeping in the back of a Jeep homeless. I'll take half. <laughs> and my sponsor goes, excuse me, for us, nothing. No half measure. So the book is kind of my, and the 12 and 12, I'll plug the 12 and yeah, 12. Sure, right. the, my new design for living. I needed a new design for living. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I, the reason that. I still read it and read it with sponsees and groups 
is because my perceptions of myself and life around me changes as I go. Mm -hmm. So the steps were much different for me in January of 92, uh, even than, than they were in January 93. And it, it just, because we're growing along these spiritual lines. So when I go back to study the book, it, it means something different to me. But yeah, the words are there. And there's a lot of, you know, people arguing about changing this and changing that, how it doesn't reflect today's demographic. And it was written in the 30s by a bunch of white guys from Akron sure. in New York. And yep. doesn't apply to me. And I have to say the treatment of alcoholism found in there is remarkable. Right. So I always say to people, just don't get too caught up on the Right. Words. I mean, it freaking works. Yes. I mean, you know, following the program, surrendering. What I loved so far about your, your uh, share is just the the fact that you go down and I related to it so much. I was blessed well be, well before I knew I was blessed. I mean, these blessings happen in my life, and I, I hear you as you unfold, and then you quickly reference, that was a blessing, that was a blessing, that was a, that was a God gift. That was a God. It's like, yeah, I mean, the lightning struck in my life, and I didn't hear the thunder for months. Right. I, I had no idea that I had been touched, and, and it was because of that simple surrender, and... And then once I learned the power of surrender, um, I love how you brought it all back home because the power of surrender has to happen each and every day. At least it does for me. I have to surrender to Glenn's suggestions, Glenn's direction, Glenn's example every day. I know, right? I, I should raise my bar. God bless you. But, um, no, but I Steve, I... you guys I, fooled. Yeah, Steve, I really, I, I just so appreciated that. And, and you know, it's the first gift. It's the, it's the gifts that follow after that. But as Glenn pointed out, it's your commitment to the road to recovery. You've chosen Alcoholics Anonymous. There's other programs out there, I guess. I just don't, and then we, I know it, I shouldn't say I guess. I know there's other programs out there. I just don't know if they would have worked for me. I know that this program worked for me. I know it. I'm living proof to myself. I don't care if anybody else buys into, buys into my belief. Right. Just look at my life. It works. Proof's in the pudding. Proof's in the pudding. Yeah, yeah so I'd like to jump in and, and um, underline something that you said, Steve. So you said working without other alcoholics is kind of a key to your sobriety, ongoing sobriety, right? Absolutely. So that's what, step 12? Yeah. Right? Um, but what I'd like to do is is, is paint a picture um, of, of what that actually means or looks like for Stevie G. Um, so you, you work with, um, you know, a sober living organization. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to phrase this, I'm trying to frame this in the right way. So do you sponsor people? Yes. Okay. Um, like one or two guys over the last 30 years, how many folks would you say that you've sponsored? Well, my ego wanted to sponsor 15 or 20, right? but I keep it at five. Five at a time. Yep. Okay. Because if they all need something on the same day, I need to be available. And I think five is reasonable. Dude, I love that. I mean, there's some guys that I think it's trying to be, you know, 50. Mm -hmm. You know, they want to be the guy. And, oh, I sponsor 50 guys. First thing I say is, well, you're not sponsoring very well, right? Because it does take time, you know, it, and it does take availability. So I love how you frame that. Um, and then... You know, what, what I've known about you for five years or so is is your passion for that next alcoholic. 
not just passion, but your commitment to be available and serve them. And and not just, the, one, one of the things I really love about you is not the way they want to, the way they need to get it, right? Because a lot of people have their own path. You know, a lot of people in their mind, you know, they have their own path of, of how they want to navigate sobriety, but it goes against the big book. It goes against the 12 and 12, right? And, and what I love about you is that you lovingly, I've seen you lovingly nudge people back, push people back, you know, guide people back to the right way of doing it. Um, and, and that goes back to that point of surrender. Yeah. Well, I, I never forgot that part where it says, if you want what we have, mm-hmm. that's the first condition, mm-hmm. and you're willing to go to any lengths to get what we have, mm-hmm. well, then you're ready to take certain suggestions and steps. It's right. that simple. Right. I don't have all the answers. And you you mentioned, Mike, earlier that there are other ways people mm-hmm. are recovering. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I have certain feelings about things that need to be included in whatever path people take. Mm-hmm. but when Surrender people, probably needs to be one of them. Surrender has to be another one. <laughs> right. You know, we have to concede, right, to our innermost selves, who right. and what we are. Right. And I didn't understand that. I needed to talk to people like you to mm-hmm. help me figure out the fatal nature of this deadly thing, right? Mm-hmm. And when I learned that, I said, I, I'm, I'm with it. Mm-hmm. I, I believe this. And then when you guys presented me with the way I could recover from the seemingly hopeless and helpless state of mind and body. I'm like, I'm in. Mm-hmm. And I didn't argue it. And there's so much arguing going on and debating. Mm-hmm. And well, it's, it's so much changing the words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's ego. Yeah. I mean, I, I think when, when I listen to folks and, and they, they go in and try to change the words, I think it's, it's they haven't surrendered and they know better. Right. And, and I see them struggle and fail most times. <clears throat> I, I do want to go back. Have you heard of the band Blue October? I have heard of them. Yeah, really good story. Uh, lead singer, I'm, I'm going to butcher his name, but I think it's Justin Furferfeld. Um, and uh, so he's sober like eight years, right? And he sings a lot of songs about sobriety, and I just saw him in concert recently. And, and there was a song, I mean, during this concert, I'm sitting there, and, and my wife looks over at me, and she goes, she goes, she goes, are you tearing up? I'm like, I, I really am. I'm like having a spiritual event at this Blue October concert who was playing with Goo Goo Dolls. And, and I followed them. I know their songs, and he struggled through sobriety. And like during COVID, every Tuesday night, he would go live for two or three hours. He would sing a bunch of cover songs, but he would cover a different step every Tuesday mm-hmm. night during COVID because he wanted to be available for, available for people because people didn't have their meetings to go to and whatever. But they have a song called Home. Mikey, we got to drop this um, in, in the uh, mm-hmm. resource room called Home. He talks about sobriety and says, and it has a line in there that just reminds me of you, Steve, and, and reminds me of, of underlines what you've said here several times. The line is, a few friends showed me how. Wow. And, nice. and yes, it takes surrender, but when you're ready to surrender, I can assure you, at least in the program of Alcoholics Anonymous and in that big book and in those rooms, there are people like you will show you how right you know you make such a great point and steve you made it all throughout your story your friends showed up at the front door you went to people who would who could give you suggestions who would walk the journey before you are now working with other people to get them it's it's so obvious and i tried this to fix this thing for me as we know my story was 12 to 59 years old so 48 years of 
46 years of out there trying to fix it on my own, knowing I was crashing my life into the wall, proverbial wall, and trying to do it on my own, it failed, 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 failed. And then came 2018. I started working with other people, and I got to success, 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 you know? And I know that my tomorrow is dependent on me being at this coffee shop this morning with you guys because right. you keep me straight, you know? A few friends show me how. That might just be the title for this little session, Stevie right. G. Nice. All right, so, so the one thing I'd like to un- underline before we wrap mm-hmm. up, is, is, our, like, is the coffee starting to, get, starting to get cold or what? Yeah, where's our barista? All right, there we go. Um, all right, Steve, I, I, I wrote down um, two, two things. A, you drank because you couldn't deal with life on life's terms. Right. Right. And you started at a young age. Um, and then you found sobriety. And then one thing I wrote down, you said, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Mm, I'm that. not going back. I'll do whatever Amen, I need to man. do today. Like come here at 6 in the morning on a Saturday. No problem. So to be here at 6, you had to get up at what, 4? I was up at 4 today. There you go. So yeah. was I. Amen. So so tell me this before we, before we bolt out of the shop. Um, do you have a keyboard? Yes, I Today? have a few keyboards still. And, and wait, so wait, wait, a few. Wait, stop. Right, right. stop. All right, a few. Alcoholics never have one. No, right? alcoholics okay. never have one. Right. Yeah. And, if and, one is good, two right, is my So how many is a few? I have only three. Okay. Oh. All right, so notice that word only. Yeah. I only but, but if you could see the smile on your face, because no. because music for me, music makes me tick. Yeah. And I'm not a musician, so you had a vet, you had an avenue to take your emotion and put it and put it back out to the universe musically. And so I loved your face when I asked you that question, because yeah. yes, I do. Yep, I do. And uh, do you do sobriety work full-time, or do you actually have a life outside of... of uh, Sobriety's part-time, right? Yeah. Part-time? <laughs> no, you know what I mean. Do you, do you keep yourself busy? Yeah, well, my wonderful family. Right. Um, That's awesome. It's, it was pretty much just sobriety up until I met my wonderful wife, Kristen, right. and the two boys that are... Huge. They give me a lot of purpose. Um, obviously, it centers around my sobriety, but right. that's all I did. I, I mm-hmm. remember early on thinking, okay, if my life is a little drab and a little mundane, but I'm sober and I have the opportunity mm-hmm. to be a channel for mm-hmm. God to help others, mm-hmm. I'm in. I don't need anything else. Yeah. And I did that for a while, and then right. God said, well, I think you're ready for this. So, yeah, love how it works. But, yeah, it's all sobriety for me. Yeah. Um, it's just the way it has to be for me. Yeah, it's amazing. It's man. awesome. I'm so glad to have met you. I, I, I think, uh, you know, this was so such an inspirational coffee. I know, I love Delicious. it. Delicious, Stevie. You're one of my top five, man. It's very meaningful to me. A great example on step twelve on having the commitment and passion to help that next alcoholic. And uh, and man, I love you. And it's great to have you here. I, I'd love for you to come back and talk about sober yeah, living. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Let's living. make that happen. Love it. All right, let's get out of here. Let's get back in the shop. God bless you both. Thank you for having me. Thanks, man. Absolutely, brother. All right. Thanks for joining us for today's Coffee Chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at sober.coffee. If you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week, and remember, there is a solution. Stay safe.
city of Chicago. Beautiful city.